ಅಥೈಕೋನವಿಂಶಸ್ಸರ್ಗಹಾಪ್ರಿಯಮಿತ್ರಘ್ನೋವಚಮರ್ಣೋಪಮಂ ನಾಭಿನಂದತಿದುರ್ಧರ್ಷೋಯಥಾಪೂರ್ವಮರಿಂದಮಹಾ ಸ್ವಯಂ ಯನ್ನಾಹಮಾಂಜಾಭರತಸ್ಯಾಭಿಷೇಚನಂಹಂಹಿಸೀತಾಂಜ್ಯಂ ತಥಾಶ್ವಾಸಯಹ್ರೀಮಂತಂಕಿಂತ್ವಿದಂಯನ್ಮಹೀಪತಿಹಿ ಸಾಹೃಷ್ಟಾತಸ್ಯತ್ವಾಕ್ಯಂಶುತ್ವಾಸ್ಯಂತಿಸ್ಯಂತಿಸ್ಯಂತಿಸ್ಯಂತಿ
ತೈವಗಮಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ದಂಡಕಾಧ್ವನ ಭರತ ಪಾಲೇದ್ರಾಜ್ಯಂ ಶುಶ್ರೂಷೇಚ್ಚ ಪಿತುರ್ಯಥಾತ್ಯಾಕರ್ತವ್ಯಂ ಸಹಿ ಧರ್ಮ ಸನಾತನ ಶೋಕಾದಶಕ್ನುವನ್ವಕ್ತುಂಪ್ರರುರೋದಮಹಾಸ್ವನಂ ತಂಬಾಷ್ಪರಿಪೂರ್ಣಾಕ್ಷಪೃಷ್ಠತೋನುಜಗಾಮಹಾಲಕ್ಷ್ಮಣಃಪರಮಕ್ರುದ್
enjoined by the emperor who is my friend preceptor and father all in one and appreciates a service done to himself what kindly act shall i not do unhesitatingly to him one mental anguish however galls my heart that his majesty should not personally speak to me about bharata's installation for commanded by you i would myself joyfully part with in favor of bharata not only the kingdom of ayodhya and my personal property but even sita my wedded wife my beloved life itself how much more gladly shall i part with all these when enjoined by my father the emperor himself and that too with intent to please you and in order to honor the pledge given by him to you therefore reassure to that effect the bashful monarch but why should it be that the emperor gently sheds tears with his eyes riveted on the ground let messengers proceed this very day on horses possessing a swift speed under orders of the king in order to bring bharata from his maternal uncle's home here do i actually proceed with quick steps without fail to the dandaka forest in order to live there for 14 years without calling in question the command of my father the wicked kaiki felt rejoiced to hear the reply of shri rama confident of his departure to the forest she urged in the following words shri rama a sign of raghu to look sharp let it be so messengers and other men shall depart on horses possessing a swift speed to bring bharata back from his maternal uncle's abode i do not in any case deem it advisable for you to tarry any longer keen as you are to depart for the woods o rama therefore you are to proceed quickly to the forest from this place that the king does not speak to you himself shy as he is in asking you his pet son to relinquish the throne and leave ayodhya matters little o jewel among men so let this compunction be banished from your mind so long as you do not depart post haste from this city your father o rama would neither bathe nor have his meals drawing a deep audible breath with the words what a shame how painful on his lips the king overwhelmed with grief dropped down unconscious on that couch inlaid with gold raising up the king shri rama too when urged on face to face by kaikeyi made haste to proceed to the forest even as a horse lashed with a whip hearing that unpalatable and poignant remark of the impolite lady shri rama who was unknown to anguish spoke to kaikeyi as follows I do not desire to live in the world as a slave to material gains nor me to be devoted to immaculate righteousness like the rishis whatever is agreeable to my adorable father and capable of being accomplished by me even at the cost of my life has veritably been accomplished in every way indeed there is no greater piety than or even as good as service to one's father or doing his bidding at your command though not directly enjoined by my revered father i shall live in a lonely forest on this globe for 14 years surely you do not cognize any good point in me 
since you had to speak to my father about such a trivial thing, though you have greater authority over me even than my father, O princess of Kekaya. Pray, bear with me till I take leave of my mother, Kausalya, and win Sita to consent. Then I shall proceed to the great forest of Dandaka this very day. An attempt should be made by you to see that Bharata protects the kingdom from internal disorder and foreign aggression and serves his aged father, for such is the eternal code of morality. So distressed to hear Sri Rama's utterance and unable to speak because of grief, his father, for his part, wept bitterly at the pitch of his voice. Bowing at the feet of his royal father, who was lying unconscious even then, as well as of the ignoble Kaikeyi, Sri Rama, who was possessed of immense glory, departed. Going clockwise round his father, as well as Kaikeyi, and coming out of the said Gynesium, the celebrated Sri Rama saw his friends standing at the gate. Highly enraged, Lakshmana, who enhanced the joy of his mother Sumitra, followed at his heels, so the tradition goes, his eyes brimful with tears. Going clockwise round the vessel containing the requisites for the projected consecration, Sri Rama moved slowly along without casting his eyes on it, keen as he was to leave the place. Loss of sovereignty, however, did not detract in the least from his extraordinary splendor because of his being naturally pleasing of aspect any more than the waning of the orb of the moon distinguished by its cool rays, which is delightful to the world, detracts from the latter's charm. No change of mood was perceived in him any more than in a master, yogi, who surpasses all common men because of his having risen above all pairs of opposites, even though he was ready to retire to the woods and was renouncing the sovereignty of the entire globe. Forbidding the use of the beautiful umbrella as well as of a pair of richly adorned chauris and sending away his own people, the chariot and the citizens, inhibiting his agony caused by the agony of his own people with his mind and controlling his senses, Sri Rama, who had full mastery over his self, entered his mother's apartments in order to break the unpalatable news to her. Everyone around him who looked smart did not notice any change in the looks of the glorious and truthful Sri Rama. The mighty armed Sri Rama, who was noted for his self-control, did not shed his characteristic and native joy any more than the autumnal moon with, it, with its intensely bright rays loses its natural splendor. Duly honoring all men with his suave speech, the highly illustrious Sri Rama, whose mind was given to piety, entered the presence of his mother. Controlling the agony caused in his mind by the interruption of Sri Rama's installation and the news of his impending exile, his younger brother Lakshmana, son of Sumitra, who had attained equality with Sri Rama by virtue of his excellences and was possessed of great prowess, followed him. Entering the palace of Kausalya, 
which was full of immense joy at the projected installation of Sri Rama. Sri Rama did not undergo any change of mood at all, even on perceiving that loss of worldly fortune that had come upon him at this moment for fear of bringing about the loss of life of his near and dear ones. Thus ends Canto 19 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.